Amwar makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amwar, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I've mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoir has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amwar a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amwar.style forward slash crystal. That is amwar.style A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoir today. This episode is sponsored by Byheart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. 
Welcome to The Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Payne Show. This episode, we are tackling your assumptions. I thought it'd be fun to just do something a little different. I like to mix things up, keep you guessing so you never know what you're going to get when you tune in. And on Instagram, it's become popular to have this thing called tell me your assumptions. And then they will put a box where people can type in what their assumptions are. Maybe that someone's super organized or they never yell at their kids or, um, you know, they spend money on this or they don't like this. And then the Instagrammer will um, pick some of them and say whether they're true or false and respond to them. So we are doing a twist on that but we're going to do a podcast episode. And we got a lot of assumptions that came in. If you're not following me on Instagram, I'm the money saving mom on Instagram. And a lot of times I will drop different things on there to get your responses to share on the podcast. So if you want to get in on the ground floor of podcast episodes and um, get to kind of help shape some of the episodes, make sure you're following me on Instagram. But we got a lot of assumptions that came in and I started to read them to Jesse to let him kind of choose which ones he wanted for us to address. And then what'd you say, Jesse? You said, I said, let's just go with it. He just, he's just wanting to just fly by the seat of his pants. I, I guess that that means that I am rubbing off on you. Because I'm usually the one that's just more the spontaneous, let's just go with it. And so look at you, look at you, just ready to, ready to rock these assumptions. Um, Maybe you're going to change your mind once you hear what some of them are and you'll be like, I can't believe that you're going to, okay. Let me pull these up. And the question is, is, are these assumptions that people actually believe? Because to be an assumption, it's you have to believe it. Is it an assumption or is it just a question that is digging at information? Well, I would say the majority of these, it seems like people are saying, I assume based upon what you share online, I've kind of built up in my head, this is what I think you are. Or this is what I assume based upon what I know about you. Or this is, I just have this feeling that this is this. You'll see. Okay. You'll see. Have you ever, you've probably never seen someone do this on Instagram because you follow very no. different people on Instagram than I do. I don't think you follow anyone who would be considered an Instagram influencer. No. No. Okay. First off, Sherry said, Jesse gets nervous answering some of your questions on the podcast. That's her assumption. Is that true or false? Partially true. Yes. I never know what's coming because, I mean... Well, you're the one that said you didn't want to know what was no, no, coming well, this just time. So. I guess I'm kind of used to it by now. <laughs> so sometimes you feel... Not nervous. Nervous? What, uh, what would you say? Maybe not quite nervous, apprehensive, but I mean, that's kind of like nervous. So I was thinking more, you cautious. sometimes wish that you would have had a heads up 
sometimes it just get so I have an opportunity to think about what I want to say instead of just coming up with something on the fly. But here, here we go. Here we go. Coming yeah. up with something on the fly. Okay. You never yell or get loud with your kids. Okay. I'm glad that has, somebody has that assumption. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I, I'll let you keep believing that assumption. For me, I would say that if you've read my book, Love Center Parenting, I talk about how I used to really struggle with mm-hmm. anger. And yes, I yelled at the... <laughs> thank you. Just put it out there. I yelled a I lot. And it's something that God's really worked in both of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that we're perfect, but it does mean that yelling is a very uncommon thing nowadays. Right. And and usually when that happens, I pause and it's usually because something in my heart is um, stirred up because it's you know coming out of a place of anxiety. Mm-hmm. and feeling out of control. Mm-hmm. And that leads to that, any outburst or what. Now, at a baseball game, it's, my, that's, it's different, but you know, generally to the kids. What do you mean in a baseball game? Well, like if I'm coaching at the baseball game, that it's because I'm trying to be heard. Oh, but, because they're so far away yes. or something. And yeah. I, I wouldn't consider that, that's not yelling right. as an, Anger. I would see mm-hmm. yelling is like you're yelling in anger. Now, I have definitely seen people yelling in anger. Excuse me, at the baseball games, and mm. it's very unpleasant. Not to mention counterproductive. Okay, another assumption that your family is extremely close, and you do more things together than apart. I would say yes, we are extremely close. I don't know necessarily about doing more things together than apart. We're close, um, but we also do things individually. Yeah, I feel like we kind of have this weird balance mm-hmm. of everyone has their own individual things. Like it's not uncommon that when we're all home, we will be individually in different parts of the house mm-hmm. by ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're all happy to each have, whether it's on electronics or working on projects or whatever, we can kind of all independently work on our own. Like I feel like mm-hmm. each of the kids, they've been for a long time able to independently entertain themselves, keep themselves occupied yeah. and they don't. But they also love to be together and do stuff together. And, you know, whether it's all together or, you know, a couple here and there, it, it varies. Yeah. I was just thinking how, you know, it's like we were just, all together upstairs in the kitchen and we were all just chatting and talking and we love that. And then we also are good with being apart. So it's kind of this balance of, I feel like if we're all home, we will have a few hours where we're all individual in individual spots. And then a few hours where it's not uncommon at night that everyone will be in our room. That's kind of the gathering place. We have the television in our room, which some people think is really weird, but we don't have it in our main living areas just because we've chosen not to do that so that we have spaces in our home that there's not a TV, Mm -hmm. but our room becomes kind of the gathering place. And so that it's very common that at night, everyone will be in our room. Mm -hmm. Um, So our room is the place I feel like that gets trashed easily because (laughs) Seven people in one room 
you know, all watching something together, just hanging out, talking, um, sometimes a little bit of both, um, you know, so yes. So I would say that that's a pretty accurate assumption. Um, but the kids all individually have, we all individually kind of have our own friend groups Mm -hmm. as well. You have people that you hang out with that we don't, each of us have kind of our individual friend groups. And I think that that's a healthy thing Mm -hmm. as well. Another assumption, you don't have any pets. No, we do. We do, but just barely. Yep. We have a hedgehog for those who don't know. It's pretty quiet. Except for at night. Yes. When he's spinning on his wheel. Or eating. He's a loud eater. Man. Yes. I was hearing the, the other night. It's like, he does not shut up when he's eating. We have a lot of allergies in our home, specifically me, but also Silas. And basically, I am allergic to almost all animals except reptiles. And uh, are fish or fish reptiles? I should know this. <laughs> Um, you're amphibians, co- cockroaches. Okay, wait, 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 hold up. But I'm still back on the Fisher amphibians. Amphibians. Amphibians can come out of the water. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm a lot allergic to fish or reptiles. I don't know. I don't remember that. Snakes. I'm not allergic to snakes. I'm not allergic to lizards. Anything that. Oh, you're not. Oh, I shouldn't have told you that. I don't, we're not getting to, no, I'm allergic to snakes. <laughs> I, I all of a sudden developed a very severe allergy. The point that I was going to say is basically everything that I'm not allergic to is something that I don't want to have as a pet, like mm-hmm. a snake or something. I mean, lizard, well, we've had, we, a lizard would be fine. We've had like frogs and fish and things like that. But shrimp. Yes, the, the frogs ate the shrimp. That was not a smart thing. Anyway. But we have the hedgehog because that's one of the few things that we can have that is a very low allergen pet. And so that's all we have. Oh, this person said, you and Jesse seem like such a fun couple. I want to be friends. Thank you. I I don't know. Can we, that's one of those assumptions that, I don't know. We do enjoy life. And there's a lot of laughter and a lot of teasing and a lot of sarcasm at our, at our home. Mm-hmm. If you want to be friends with people who are really organized, really on the ball and on time, plan things out far in advance, nope. we are not your people. And so if you like spontaneous, last minute, if you're okay that we're a lot of times running a little bit late and we always have some crazy story to share of something that's going on in our life, then you are a people. I don't know if I want to say this one. Gun enthusiast. That you're, that you're a gun enthusiast? That we are a gun enthusiast. There's no we. <laughs> one of us is, I suppose you could say, a gun enthusiast. I don't really like a gun enthusiast uh, because that's probably an... Mm. Yeah, I don't like the word enthusiast. Yeah. Someone who, um, what would be a better terminology for? I mean, I know what they're trying to say, but like guns, I guess. I don't know. That you enjoy researching and, all things. No, I like all things firing guns. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not researching. <laughs> you like researching and reading about them, but it's Sometimes. mostly the firing of mm-hmm. them. 
um, target practice is something that you enjoy. I actually have been to multiple gun ranges and I actually think you enjoyed it too. I actually didn't, I'm not good at it. So definitely, um, neither am I, but want to be there when there's, when it's a very, it's best to go when there's not a lot of people there. Mm -hmm. Cause that scares me a little bit, but we did that for your birthday last two years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, we went to two different gun ranges and, yeah, so it's fun to do. It's it's a challenge. It's a challenge yourself to, to you have to be disciplined and skillful at certain things and all at the same time in order to do it well. And that's what I'm trying to push myself to do when I have the opportunity. Another assumption you met at Christian College. Nope. We did not because number one. You did not go to college. I did not go to college. And number two, you only went to a Christian college for one, one year. year. Mm-hmm. And we already, we were recording at that point. So No, we met when we were 9 and 10. So that was long before college. We met at church and our families were close friends. And um, it was a small church and pretty much everybody at the church homeschooled. And so we did a lot of things together, lots of homeschool field trips and got to know each other well. Mm-hmm. So if you are curious on our story, you can go back to much earlier episodes we did where we told our entire story kind of from when we met to modern day. Okay. You and Jesse are super supportive of each other and never fight. <clears throat> I had to clear my throat anyway. Uh, considering that on Sunday... <laughs> the timing of this question is... Spot on. We had probably one was it of Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was right before church. Mm-hmm. Yep. You went to go serve Jesus, and I was. Um, you were headed to church to volunteer, and I was. Uh, we were. We were. We were dealing with something that had happened the night before, and kind of had built up over the course of a few days, and it got a little. He did, mm-hmm. but it was a good conversation. You're, you're giving me that face <laughs> that maybe you don't feel that way. I know. I feel like it was a good conversation, but I feel like I approached it from that. We talked about a lot of the times when things come out sideways, it's that fear, pride, selfishness. And I think that I approached it. I think it was a mixture of fear and selfishness. And so it kind of came out sideways. It needed to be addressed. You and I, (laughs) (laughs) I felt like it needed to be addressed. I think it was good. It was a good conversation. (laughs) At the end, biting my tongue. At the end of the conversation. But all that to say, we, I feel like it's rare. Oh, very. I, because I mean, I'm trying to think, especially like, with the kids' reaction. I mean, yes, the kids on Sunday were all like, "What on earth?" You know, because I was because it never happens. So it used to happen more often, mm-hmm. but it, it I can't think of the last time that it is. You know, and I'm just grateful because we did. We were able to. It took. It was like 15 minutes where thing we were really at odds with one another, mm-hmm. but then with different things that we've learned as far as stop, listen, where is this coming from? Each, both 
you're giving me that. You're like, you did not stop and you did not listen. Okay. I said, it took me 15 minutes, but at the end, I felt like I understood you a lot better. Okay. And I felt heard and understood. Okay, good. I don't know if I want to ask whether you felt the same. You came and asked forgiveness. So, I mean, you know, that was, and I apologized, obviously, for saying things in a really heated way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You two are a lot more wild and crazy than you let on. Define wild and crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think what what someone would mean by what, wild one, and crazy. One person thinks is wild and crazy. Another wouldn't think is wild and crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would say that that's... Probably not. Probably a no. Yeah. My assumption, you never go out to eat as a family. Mm. If, if they Define mean never. by... Define never. Because we don't... We get and bring stuff home mm-hmm. more than going out and sitting down and eating someplace. It is... Well, and it's very rare to do that. Especially with COVID, but then with... Yeah. And COVID and babies... Even before COVID, we hardly went yeah. out as a family to, at a sit-down restaurant. Yes. We just, unless we're on a, on vacation, on a or we don't do that very often. Y'all have great communication skills and talk all the time. <sighs> I was just thinking you probably were going to be like, yes and amen on the talk all the time for you <laughs> coming from me. Yeah. I think so. I like to think so anyway. We talk. As far as the communication goes. Because, I mean, that's yes. it's very important. We do try to talk about a lot, if not everything. So We, yeah, I think that that's something we try to really just, it's, it's weird to think of if you were to be at work all day again. Because mm-hmm. when you sub at the kid's school or you're gone or you've been out of town a few times in the last year, and I, like when you were on the Disney trip where mm-hmm. I couldn't really talk to you during the day because you were busy with yeah. um, chaperoning kids. And it just felt like there was so much that was happening that I couldn't talk to you about. And I right. just know we like to share what's going on. You're all perfect. Do it right all the time. Sorry, do it all right all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any other way? I hope you're listening to the part that there's a lot of sarcasm in our family. So Yes, for real. I got an email from someone. This reminds me. I need to read it on the podcast. It was so good. But she was talking about how she was planning not to read my book, Love Center Parenting, because she kind of had this impression that mm-hmm. we have this great, perfect family with perfect kids and this perfect life. And then she heard me on one of the TV shows that I was on and she heard me share about the whole catalyst for this book was one of our kids hitting rock bottom and walking into the, to the ER and talking about, you know, my child's suicidal and um, just some stuff that had gone down at school that I chronicle in that book. And she just said she was dumbfounded. And I thought I need to do, I'm like missing the mark apparently in podcasting and blogging and Instagramming and my email newsletters. I feel like I try to share really honestly. But at the same time, there's a lot that I can't share about our kids because it's it's their life and it's their privacy. And so there are many, many, 
many lessons that mm-hmm. I could share throughout the week that would revolve around something that has gone down with our kids, whether it's at school or something that happened at home, but it's like, that's not the appropriate thing. Like I can internally learn from it and Mm -hmm. you and I can talk about it and maybe I can share over coffee with a friend, but it's not for the internet. And so that's part of the hard thing of sharing on the internet. When you have children who it's not just your story, it's Mm -hmm. their story and their future as well. And so if you ever feel like though, (laughs) we have it all together, please read Love Centered Parenting. And because I didn't write that book from a place of, wow, I've got this all figured out and you should totally follow me. But really from a place of, we walked through some really hard things with our kids and God has been faithful, but it's been really hard. But God's been faithful. And here's what I've learned from those really hard places. Um, this was an interesting one. You expect your children to have the same lifestyle you all had and have now. First off, I would say that our lifestyle is very different than yeah, maybe what... 10 or 15 years ago or even our childhood. Right. And I just, I think that our kids... I'd I'd be interested to see how they would answer that, but I think that they would probably say that, you know, mm-hmm. we want to encourage them in certain directions. Like we want them to be. We also want them to be exposed to things that we were never exposed to, mm-hmm. and give them an opportunity to experience things that we never experienced. Yeah, you know, and I think our heart is for them to be courageous, confident, capable, and to mm-hmm. love Jesus. Um, I need to see like Christian, but that just doesn't feel quite like the weight of that. But ultimately we know, and we fully expect that they're going to make very different decisions mm-hmm. that as they become adults, they're going to make choices that are very different than, you know, choices that we've made. Um, I know, especially as they're getting older, we're mm-hmm. just encouraging them. You make these decisions because we trust you to seek the Lord and to talk about it. And, you know, sometimes they come up, they make a decision that's not our first choice, but I feel like that they wrestled through and they made that decision. And so we are going to support that. And that's, I hope our heart for as they get older and move out as well. You know, one of our desires is that they know what they believe and why they believe it. And part of that is them having to wrestle through some things and really tackle some, some tough questions, but it, going through that process, kind of refining what they believe mm-hmm. and being able to uh, stand firm in it. That way that when, when they leave the house, you know, they'll be rooted and grounded in their faith and what they believe and be able to stand alone in situations that might've been difficult otherwise. He is more of a clean freak than you. Mm -mm. No, no, no. I remember when we were first married and I left to go to South Carolina. Um, My older sister was um, getting her master's there at Bob Jones University. And I went to visit her for a few days. My parents had paid for me to go out and um, spend time with her. That was for my birthday. That was their birthday gift to me. And so you were home by yourself 
for a few days. And I remember coming home and there was just like this layer of crumbs on the countertop. I don't remember that. And I remember thinking, does he not see the crumbs (laughs) on the countertop? I don't remember that at all. I've obviously um, come a long way. Yeah. You, you just totally didn't, didn't, but you, I will say that you've become more like, I don't think that you would leave crumbs on the countertop like that, that thick layer of crumbs on the countertop. I mean, in my mind, that's what I remember. Uh, I think you're exaggerating a little bit. Well, probably it was a little shocking to me to come home and realize that you had not once wiped the kitchen countertop off in four days when that's something I would do multiple times a day. So, I also don't brush my teeth 10 times a day. I don't brush them 10 times a day anymore. <laughs> I gave up a few of the times. Now, I don't know. Have we ever talked about the, my teeth brushing thing? Growing up, my mom would was really, really into dental hygiene. And so we had these charts where we would have to check off how many times we brush our teeth. So it became a competition, how many times we could brush our teeth in a day. And so I think most all of my siblings, we are kind of teeth brushing fanatics. But I have I have dropped a few of the times that I brush my teeth now. So I'm not quite Quite up on par there with some of my other siblings, probably. I assume you and Jesse tease, jokingly bicker in a not really arguing way a lot. No, not at all. Just on the podcast. You were totally trying to bait me. Uh-huh. No, we we never we never tease or bicker jokingly. <clears throat> nah, never. Mm-mm. What are you gonna say? No. It was just funny because as soon as you said no, I was going to be like, we do too. And I was like, oh, you're just trying to get me to do that. (laughs) Jesse is always really patient with the kids. We already talked about that. I'm getting better. Jesse is quieter than you. Quieter in which way? I think probably, I mean, this is me projecting on this. I mean, she's always talking. So that by that definition, I would be quieter. Yes. If we were in a room full of people. It's interesting because typically you're, you okay, come, it depends on the situation. Yeah. Because sometimes you come across as way more extroverted yeah. than me. I'm usually, if it's in a room full of new people, I tend to be more the kind that I feel out the room mm-hmm. and I kind of figure out my place. And then I, and it takes me a little while to warm up unless I'm coming in, like I'm the speaker or the hostess or something like that, where I'm supposed to be kind of leading the thing. Mm -hmm. But if I'm invited into a space where I don't know people, I, it's going to take me a while to warm up. Whereas you can be sometimes in those situations, jump right in Mm -hmm. and telling stories and, you know, finding camaraderie. Yes. And talking about, you know, trapping squirrels or something. I mean, (laughs) when have I ever talked about trapping trapping squirrels? Trapping moles. I'm sorry. Moles. moles. Yes. I mean, but you can like pull these obscure things out that, you know, you've only known this person for like three minutes and you're over there like talking about trapping moles. And I'm like, how did you... This hasn't ever happened. I'm just, but stuff like this happens all the time. The guy, with our neighbors. <laughs> the guy comes out to check on our 
water or something and he stays for 45 minutes because you're talking to him about something that has nothing to do with whatever he came to check on. That's very common that that happens. But then in other situations, you can be, you'll be kind of like the fly on the wall, Uh you know? So I think it just depends upon the day or it's just a situation. How comfortable mm-hmm. you feel. Yeah. Both of you grew up in ATI, which no. I just talked about ATI on Instagram and was talking about my thoughts on that a little bit. And um, for those of you who don't know, ATI is Advanced Training Institute, it is the homeschool program. If you've heard of the Duggars, it's the program that um, they were involved in. And my family was a part of that program. But your family was not. We were not. We did attend the conferences, the IBLP at the time, but that's as far as we got. Yeah. As I talked about on Instagram, and we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but my heart, I really truly believe that most of the parents who were part of this program and signed their family up did it out of a place of caring and wanting to raise a godly family. And it was a place of, you know, their heart was to teach their children well, to lead them well. But looking back, I see how in that program, there was so little of grace and the gospel and the goodness of God and what it truly means to live wholeheartedly as loved and that the gospel is an everyday thing that we don't need to do more, be more, try harder um, to earn or achieve God's love, that we are loved and we can live out of that love, live our lives as a love offering to the Lord. And so it just kind of completely flips the whole, your whole motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more we could say on that, but no, your family was not part of ATI. Um, oh, this is one. You do not eat a lot of ice cream or much dessert either. Who's you? Who's it being addressed to? It can be addressed to either one of us. Well, I would say that it would could be true just because it's not in the house. If it's on sale, it's in the house. <laughs> we go through I feel like we go through like sometimes where we will be we just, have a lot. We'll have a lot of ice cream because there was a great sale anything. and we'll eat it really quickly and then sometimes we'll ice cream will just sit there. So it just it just seems I don't know why it would just sit there. I mean, well, there was a tub that went bad that we had to throw out a wow. couple of days ago, but I don't know. I was like, what? <laughs> Obviously, ice somebody going, dropped the ball. <laughs> ice cream going bad. But yeah, because Kaylin and I both took a, took a bite of it and we're like, Bleh. this is, it got like freezer burn. I like dessert and yeah, I, uh, sweets don't stay around in our house. Typically, I like homemade desserts. And I will eat one to two servings of them every day. I typically eat sugar. At each meal. Not at each meal, but Between I meals. have been known to eat brownies for breakfast. Um, you know, there's eggs and milk and yeah. flour in them. It's basically like cereal. Chocolate or is, it's beans. So A vegetable or fruit or something. Yeah. Because you moved from Kansas, you had a falling out with a family member. Nope. That would be false. Uh, your first kiss was at your wedding. True. 
Well, as we've talked about on the podcast, our first kiss technically wasn't at our wedding because... Tried to be at the wedding, but <laughs> You tried moved. for it to be at the wedding. I didn't kiss you back because I said I wasn't going to have my first kiss in front of all those people. So, yeah. But we've had a lot of practice. We've gotten a lot did, better. Does did the podcast listeners, do they know that you're stubborn? No, I'm not stubborn. No, but you, you found that you found that out at our our wedding. No, I knew it beforehand. None of you eat very much. Your family meals are such tiny amounts. We I would say you can sometimes really fill up a plate and eat a lot, but by and large, we are kind of grazers, mm-hmm. so we eat a lot during the day. Wow. A lot of times. So we eat small amounts a lot of times. So it's not uncommon that I'll eat five, six, seven times in a day, but it's smaller amounts because I don't like to get full. I try to eat more afternoon and evening. I don't eat much in the morning. You don't curse. <laughs> you were gonna, were you gonna like say a bad word right then? <laughs> Again, I don't curse. <laughs> We're not going <laughs> to. You always agree with each other. No. Yes, we do. <laughs> you were just waiting to jump on that, weren't you? You have no food allergies or sensitivities. <laughs> food? No, I don't think I have any food. I think it's all environmental. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't have any food allergies or sensitivities except for coffee. I am very, very hypersensitive to coffee. It affects me, making me very jittery. And You're very sensitive to caffeine, not coffee. Well, but I can eat chocolate, but I can't have dark chocolate, strong tea, um, or yeah, anything that would have that's like something you drink that has a lot of caffeine in it. I can't even if I have a little bit of it. It makes me very, very. You used to like it on edge. I love coffee. But I didn't realize until going off of it how much it affected my anxiety. Mm. You don't really watch TV. Mm. I mean, TV, we watch sports sometimes. We don't watch watch live TV that's not, we don't watch a whole lot of live TV other than sports. No. And we don't have the TV on we just do, playing in the yeah, background. We have we watch TV programs that mm-hmm. have been, you know, on demand. Mm-hmm. Or we like movies. But I would say it's not uncommon for me that an entire week will go by and I will watch nothing on a television. But we do turn on shows for, you know, we've talked about Kirsten Love's mm-hmm the Rachel and the tree schoolers right now. So she usually watches at least one episode every day and the kids have things that they'll watch on our TV in our room. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll watch stuff with them and sports. Um, But we're not the kind of people where it's like the TV's on 24 seven or that every night at a certain time you have to watch show. Like we were growing up. Well, it's a little bit different how TV is now, right. too. Um, but Or that every night for three hours, the television is yeah. on or something like that. Yeah. But we do watch 
TV. It's just, I think, maybe somewhat sporadic and also somewhat more intentional. Like if we're going to watch something, oh, we have a show that we're watching and we're going to watch the next episode of the show. That sort of thing. (laughs) Multiple people said that one person said that I wear the pants, but then this one said, Jesse wears the pants, but you are the master organizer. I don't know. I never really thought about who wears the pants. It's, I mean, we're a team, so. We each have our own jurisdiction. Like you're in charge well, of the finances. Str- you, you have strengths and areas that I don't, that I'm weak in and I'm strong in areas where you're weak in. You're more in charge of like the kids' doctor stuff. Like you more take kids to doctor's appointments and handle all of that. You're in charge of the finances. You're in charge of- I don't even look at it as in charge or this is, you know- your certain area. It just, it just happens, you know, it's, it's just falls into place. Well, we know that it's a good thing if you're in charge of the finances though, because that's, that's where you shine. Or for instance, if something breaks, Mm -hmm. you would be the one that would call, you know, the plumber to fix the toilet or something like that. Um, It's more like management, but I would be more the one that is managing the kids school things and kind of you do a good job with the keeping the track calendar of the and calendar, the emails yeah. that come in and making sure that everything's going to work out. I'm usually looking at the beginning of the week and making sure there are not, Oh, this day, three people need to be three different places. Mm-hmm. How are we going to make that work? That's kind of where I shine in that. You're definitely organized in that way. Yeah. So I would say no one really wears the pants, um, but we do have areas where We'll just kind of step up and be like, I'm going to take, like, make the decision in this area or come to, you know, a lot of times, like, I'll come to you and say, hey, I was looking at the calendar and this, this, and this. Do you want, you know, do you think we could do it this way or do you want them to do that or how, you know, how are we going to make this work? And you'll do the same thing. Like, you're, you know, thinking of changing to d- a different insurance plan or something like that. And you'll mm-hmm. come and bring the thing to me and we'll talk about it and stuff. So, but we don't typically, I would say that our decision-making is usually happening together yeah. mm-hmm. for stuff that it's going to affect the other person. You know, we're going to make those decisions together. And that's where the communication comes into play. Yeah. And I think we're really blessed in that we get to be home all day, most days together. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for us to make that kind of communication happen. Or you have time where you're driving in the car because you drive, you drive in the car a lot for different things. And so that's when I might call you and say, Hey, I'm trying to figure out how we're going to make this work. Let's, you know, talk about this or something. And so, but we do communicate a lot and just with our jobs and flexibility with that, we are able to do that. And I'm really grateful. So that was fun. Lots of different assumptions. There were so many more, but I tried to kind of pick the ones that multiple people said. I don't have any great way to wrap this up, but (laughs) as always, we love hearing from you. And so if you ever have a suggestion for a show or a topic that you would love for us to talk about, or you have any feedback on anything, constructive criticism, send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today. 
For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.